0: Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in colour. In partnership with
1: Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.
0: The exciting sound of Avashai Cohen with Lost Tribe. Hello and thank you for joining me. This is Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss, on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers is the place where you can hear the very best of those people who are shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul, alongside their equivalents in the world of business, a business shaper. But Jazz Shapers is different today because for the first time I can announce we have our very first Jazz Shapers Encore edition where we feature someone who we have already interviewed in the murky past of this programme. I'm five years old now and I'm really pleased to say that my very first Encore guest is Robin Rowland the key man at Yo Sushi, and we interviewed him a few years ago, and so much has happened, it's untrue. You're going to hear some fantastic stories about what goes on in the life of a burgeoning business. Lots coming up from Robin very shortly. In addition to hearing from Robin, you'll be hearing from our programme partners as well. Some advice for your business from Mish Gondorea. And as well as all of that, some brilliant music, of course, including Snarky Puppy, Louis Armstrong, and this from The Staple Singers. Staple singles are the rather apt I'll take you there. And it's apt because on this edition of Jazz Shapers it's encore time and it's Robin Rowland who's the CEO, again I will add very quickly, of Yo Sushi the wonderful restaurant business. Robin, thank you for coming back. Hi Elliot, it's a pleasure to be back. Now this is where where do we start you're the CEO again the last time we met you were not the CEO you were the chairman give me a quick potted history of the last 18 months of what has been an extraordinary moment of history in your business
1: (laughs) um well I basically moved to the chairman role a couple of years ago and uh we went into a sale transaction last year and uh Net result of that, the only way that our transaction is going to work is if, if I came back uh, to lead it again, which I'm you know, delighted to have the opportunity. And uh, so can't be two, 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 two things. So we have um, an independent chairman now and we have a new investor. And I'm back um, at the coalface again and absolutely del- delighted to be back. Now, just a, a quick update. There are now 92 restaurants. Correct. With a plan to hit
0: 100 in 2016. Yep, big yep. number. Big number. You've got uh, 100 dishes available right now uh, in the restaurants, I believe. The taste of Tokyo, from the, the streets of Tokyo. I say this as a fan, as you know. And the 100 thing is obviously that the value. I mean, you're moving towards the business has now been valued at, in the 80s and then towards the 90s. Is that right?
1: Yeah. I mean, a value is, I guess, what a willing buyer and a willing seller will actually agree on. But um, certainly the company is moving in the, in the right trajectory. And uh, very exciting plans, um, both UK and internationally, which would um, indicate you know, a good valuation and I'm going Go forward. Now, America was not
0: on the trajectory last and was not in the plan. Now, how many restaurants do you have in the States?
1: Well, we've opened five restaurants in the last 12 months in America and we've got a couple more to open this year. Um, so it's been a big year for us. These are company-owned and we've had to learn from scratch how to open and operate in America.
0: Now, you you talked last time when we met, you were talking all about scaling and talking all about moving overseas uh, and all that. The, the problem's inherent in that, and you've chosen to go the company model, not the franchise model.
1: What have you encountered in the States, for example? What have you had to overcome? There are four kind of levers, I guess, in the restaurant and retail world that you've got to get your head around. Um, one is, have you got the right product? So we had to work very carefully to make sure we got the right value for money and uh, pricing, but also the actual size of plates. Um, property, essential, I mean, super important um, for us in terms of um, positioning the brands. We've gone into the highest-end malls we could find in the country and we're about to open, hopefully, in um, well, Boston and New York this year in prime um, destination-type locations. So that's very important. On the people bit, no one tells you about how, how complex it is in America. I mean, we, we have a common language, but we're divided by this enormous thing called the Atlantic. And there are different ways of um, communicating. We've now got a solid team. But that's been a big challenge. And most people who go to America find that uh, it's harder than expect. And then I guess back on you know, how you communicate, communicate a brand, um, we have a fantastic brand in the UK that 70% of the UK know it exists, and about 15% have used it. And, uh, but in America, you start with ground zero. So it doesn't matter if you're um, you know, Pret-a-Manger or, or um, You know, you know it, it just takes time. You have to explain who you are. So we're investing a lot of time on that at the moment, and you know, we're getting some really good feedback. Stay with me for more from my first, very first, and I'm very excited, you can tell,
0: uh, Jazz Shaper, Encore guest, and that's Robin Rowland, CEO again of Yo Sushi. Time for some more music. This is Herb Albert with Rise. That was Herb output with a very funky rise. Robin Roan is my business shaper. As I said, it's Jazz Shapers Encore time where we look back and we look forward when uh, we've interviewed someone before, uh, in the past and now they come back and they tell us what's been going on. Now, 100 days in to being a CEO again, you're busy and we'll come on to the busyness and why, but what's the gut been telling you since you've come back? What's the heart telling you? Because when we spoke last time, you said, look, I love this business. How can you... And you loved it. Obviously, you were chairman, but you weren't uh, the active day-to-day CEO. And it is different. Are you still in love? Is it? Is it slightly different second time round?
1: It, it's uh, it's slightly different, but it's a bit more of the same. I've I've I spent the first hundred days. I've been out all the restaurants. I mean, I have basically spent uh, been around all eighty. And to me, the real love of uh, operating is actually working with the restaurant managers and the head chefs. And that's been the joy of getting back in again. Um, most of which have known me, it's been an absolute you know, bliss. It's like a, a meeting an old friend again. Um, those who don't know me, it's been, been starting a journey again. So it's um, it's a wonderful business that um, has extraordinary personalities in it. And um, that, that's the great thing, getting back into the business again. I know you love the, the, the entrepreneurial feel of the job that you have, the job that you've created,
0: actually. You said something last time. You said, um, you know, the key thing is going to be staying small while you get big, to quote you. Yeah. How are you going to do that? I know you've just had a hundred days under your belt, but that's critical, isn't it? As you move towards hundred plus restaurants, how how do you maintain that?
1: You, you've got to stay very close to the uh, to the restaurants. Uh, I guess that um, the first thing I do, with my my immediate my team, the eight um, you know uh, exec team, I said for goodness sake, if it's been a year being sort of inwardly looking at, I guess in, in a pro sale process, you have to get out in the restaurants. So you know where we can stay small or, or feel small is by actually physically being out in the, in the trade and um, that is a transformation I mean three days out of five I don't want to see any of them in the office if I want to meet them I'll meet them in the office and that is a cultural value which I've trying to reinstate back in the business um, and then how do you act small in terms of actually taking quick decisions. You just have to actually um, communicate much more effectively, and I guess you have to take risks, and that's what I've been doing in terms of um, reinvesting on design. Um, a brand-new menu launched two days ago. Uh, looking at some of the, the, the team, uh, I'm, we're not hanging around. Uh, we're starting to actually move again and get our mojo back and the speed which is required to keep up with an amazing competitive set.
0: Now, your, your partners in this are the people that bought into the business, the uh, Mayfair Equity Partners, who bought a significant slug, the mm-hmm. majority share of the business. Um, what makes them the right partners for you to be able to do that, to be nimble, to make quick decisions, indeed to make decisions?
1: Well, and I've, this is our third sort of um, management buyer. So we've met the, the good, bad and the ugly, I guess, in the private equity world. Um, Mayfair are extremely um, sophisticated. Are they the good ones? They're the good ones. Okay. I have to say that. But the truth is they are. They're very professional, they're very um, experienced, and they used to be the lead partners in, the, in the Lloyd's Venom Capital for uh, London. So they have plenty of experience of operating with entrepreneurs, um, with brands, Um, Almost all our our interaction is added value in terms of what can we bring to the party, who can we introduce you to, who's actually going to help you get to where you'll need to be faster. And their level of due diligence in the business um, before they bought it was quite extraordinary. I mean, they understood the brand before they bought it. And the numbers are easy, but it's really the inputs rather than the outputs, which are much more complex. So I think their level of sophistication was self-evident through the whole process.
0: Stay with me for more from my uh, jazz shaper, Encore Robin Roden, CEO of Yo Sushi. Latest travel in a couple of minutes, and before that, some words of wisdom that I promised you for your business from our program partners at
2: Mishkondaraya. Hi, I'm Richard Leedham, Head of Insurance Litigation at Mishkondaraya. We have clients who come to us who have claims against insurance companies, and often they faced a problem themselves, which is why they need to claim. And they're very concerned about the cost of bringing that claim. And what I say to them is, don't worry about the cost of it. There's a concept out there called litigation funding, where funders will come in. um, If you've got a good claim, we'll back your claim, invest in it. And yes, they want a cut of what you recover. But in return, they cover the costs of your litigation. So you don't have to worry about something which is a real worry to a lot of clients. There's a pretty sophisticated market out there of funders who I've worked with over the years. They access private money, university funds, property funds, and hedge funds, and the rest of it. And litigation is seen as quite a good investment to make at a time when investment returns generally for capital are really low, whereas a, a funder can get 25 30% back from a piece of litigation. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkonde Reya,
0: it's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday morning, I have the privilege, as I often say, of meeting people who are shaping the world of business, of lots of different businesses. The, the twist this week is that we have someone who's been here before. Uh, that's Robin Roden, CEO of Yosushi. Sushi. He's my first Jazz Shaper Encore guest. And uh, in the future, you will also be hearing from Future Shapers, people who are smaller and younger entrepreneurs on the whole who are looking to break through. And you'll, you'll be hearing some snippets from them in the coming weeks and months as well. Now, Robin, um, we were talking about the... The good and the bad, and the ugly, and funding. In the years since you last raised money, and and, and cha- you know the business kind of changed hands a little bit to, to now. From a funding perspective, what's changed? I mean, you said of your new partners, they were incredibly diligent. They looked at the brand before they looked at the numbers. What other observations have you got as you look? And you sit on a few boards. You sit on three other boards. A Café Nero, I believe, is one, and, Mar- and Mar- Marston's. Marston's is another, and a, then... The Middle East, Middle East. So you see the what's nice about, you know, your, your perspective is quite broad. It's not just your own business.
1: What have you observed about money in general and raising it? Um... The last time we raised money was 2008, so um, there's a three years, I guess, where everybody buried their heads in the sands and um, sat with their existing portfolios. But what's happened is that certainly casual dining has become uh, it's a very cash-generative business, if you get it right. So there's been a lot of smart money chasing the last five years all the, the bigger ticket items in terms of the restaurant world, and virtually everybody's changed hands. So what's happened is that um, some steamy multiples have been paid and some clever purchases have been made. But what you have is a highly um, well capitalised, professionally run, um, brilliantly executed um, set of food offers now um, across the UK. And that's been extraordinary change the last five years. So there is nowhere to hide if you're mediocre. Um, And the investors have have, um, got an appetite for it and they're getting increasingly sophisticated in what they're looking for. You don't look like you fear anyone, but I
0: imagine you respect some other people in this market and you you said it, you've alluded to the fact it's more competitive. Mm. Who would you call out, even if they're not direct competitors to Yo Sushi?
1: Oh, I, 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 I'm not uh, ashamed of saying. I'm, I'm a huge admirer of what's happened in Wagamama's the last couple of years. They've um, uh, turned their, their, their fortunes around. I think pret manger is my gold bar standard. Um, and why is that just on Pre manger Because, I mean, I agree with you, but what is it from it, inside the business? It's, it's a purity of execution. I mean, it's the, um, a very, very strong brand, um, very good quality product, um, probably a little bit pricey, but, you know, you, you're prepared to pay for it because it's so utterly consistent. Um, and you know I think some of the younger guys like Leon are doing a great job in terms of coming out from behind, um, but there 's an awful lot to learn from the bigger guys, and even you know people like nando 's I think are just a super brand sort a super you know at a certain price point certain demographics um, and we are we should be very proud of what we 're doing in the u k now and I do travel an awful lot now, and our um u k set of uh, casual dining from you know qsr right through to fine dining is absolutely world class now you talked about uh, the
0: travel i know you're opening or being well in sydney and in paris and in the, in the coming is it the coming year
1: yeah both are going to happen this both year are,
0: hmm. last time we spoke as well you talked about your values and you said you know respectable i believe colourful unconventional and confident those are the four things and as you look to grow into this global empire now are they still your benchmark place to go? Is that where you start?
1: Yeah, we we still see Ruck um, as our sort of um, uh, four key characteristics of anybody we do business with, both internally and externally, to be honest. Um, and it's worked very well for us as a, a benchmark of um, the right um, mindset. I mean, because people have got skills, but they actually got to work as a team. Uh, we, we work in shorthand. We, um, it's very important you get a team that have the same shared values to move at speed. So, yeah, respectful, unconventional, colourful, confident. Still stands the test of time for me. And making sure they're in place? How do you do that, in a, in a, in a quick word? And we'll come back to it if we need to. <laughs> well, you, you need to make sure you em- employ the right people and then you need to treat them the right way. Um, and you have to make sure that people you, who aren't on, on song need to um, find other, other places to work because uh, you cannot have people diluting that, that culture.
0: Stay with me for more from Robin, my business shaper, today. Time for some music right now. This is Ella Fitzgerald and I've Got You Under My Skin. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss, the very first Jazz Shapers encore here with Robin Rowland, CEO of Yo Sushi. Um, Robin, I should say congratulations in order, probably a couple of months out of date, but it's the first time we've seen each other for a while. You were made an OBE uh, in the the honours list back in uh, the beginning of the year. I'm sure that you, you don't look like you're the kind of guy that's affected by accolades, but couldn't have been a bad thing, right? I mean, nice to get the letter. No, little, little pat on the head and pat on the shoulder and a well done I mean did it Did it? does it affect you did it affect you that, that kind of thing Do you feel good about it
1: yeah no I'm, I'm delighted but I, I, I genuinely I'm, I'm riding the shoulders of others so it's their, their success that you know we picked up this this uh the OB. Um, and I th- but I think it's good for the sector, frankly. I mean, I, I've always tried to be generous in my time and helping other people. Um, and I think, you know, hopefully restaurants are regarded as a, a valuable contributor to the UK economy. I mean, goodness sake, say we employ 15 percent of the UK population in leisure. Um, and I think that um, retail tend- and the arts tends to get uh, a lot more hearsay than we we do. So it's, it's good. But um, I, I absolutely know it's because other people are working for- with me. Now, you talked to earlier about
0: speed and needing to make decisions quickly. Of course, in the CEO role and running a business of this size, you have to move quickly, but incredibly thoughtfully. How do you combine the speed that's required with the thought that's required to go into it? Because the impacts are now getting bigger and bigger. How do you find that
1: space to just slow things down? Well, that, that's the ultimate challenge. I mean, I it's, I guess the only way I really do is, is when I'm traveling. Um, I do try and basically um, use a, a train journey to actually detox and think a little bit more about uh, what what's the, the end goal here and what we're trying to achieve. And I try to make space and to meet interesting people who are outside my immediate thermosphere. Um, and I find that an you know, entrepreneurial network is very, very helpful in that respect. And um, do you talk to other, other people right across different industries? Or, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah, other
0: entrepreneurs who do running other businesses and um, become. From, I mean, is it a formal network or just people that you like and that you are mutually respectful? A bit,
1: a bit, a bit of both, really. I belong to one or two networks, but also I know a number of people who um, uh, you know I've made good friends over the years. And you need counsel. You need to have different perspectives in what you do. Um, and I think traveling is a fantastic um, eye opener because you, you look back at your um, your business. Uh, with a different eye, if you're sitting in Dubai or in um, New York, you, you really do think think hard about um, is that business still valid and, and relevant, and what do I need to do differently? And you could do it from a distance sometimes better than you can from being in situ.
0: Mm. And, and that perspective, um, when you're not working, how do you ensure that you you have that perspective as well, or that you create space for perspective?
1: Well, I, I've got amazing family. I've got uh, I've been a bit of fifteen, thirteen, and twelve year old, and family is really where my sort of um, passion is outside work and we uh, have a house which is a project which we're building on the coast of Wales which um, keeps us all quite level do you have we- pigs now we had well, the pigs have all uh, disappeared and we can't, can't comment where they've gone But I've
0: read some of them were micro pigs I just had this idea that they were really small pigs but well, I'm sure micro pigs mean something else completely uh,
1: no, no they were both supposed to be micro pigs and one turned a great <laughs> big whopper and the other one was still a micro pig and got bullied by the big one um, hence the reason they had to actually uh, find another place to go the pigs have gone the pigs are gone I'm afraid that,
0: you, you see you heard it here first um, stay with me for my final chat with Robin my fantastic jazz show but encore um, guest today we're also going to be playing a track from Lee Armstrong that's something to look forward to. And that's all coming up after the latest Traffic and Travel. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Rea.
1: It's business, but it's personal. I saw you last night And got that old
0: when you came inside i got that old
1: feeling big.
0: one of the greats of the jazz world louis armstrong with that old feeling just for a few more minutes robin Rowland, hopefully not with that old feeling is going to stay with me talking about the way you approach things you, you know i mentioned before how does one see it differently the second time or even the third iteration round you've got such a strong focus as a brand you know exactly what it needs to look like and you're coming back now to run this business and to grow it where's the innovation within the structured formula that you have how do you ensure that a it doesn't get dull and b that you don't get bored because they're related aren't they i mean imagine if you're just peddling the same old thing you're going to go oh
1: it doesn't really interest me, no. There no. I, I, well, well, are uh, two things we, we say we never want to be. One is it being a bland brand. And the second we we um, believe in Can I, which is constant and never-ending innovation. Um, and, and what that really means, we, we have the, the, the license to uh, continually develop the, the food offer. I mean, my three of my team had just come out from Tokyo on Sunday, and they got some amazing street food, which is for the next menu iteration. And we just relaunched the menu like, two days ago. So that's exciting. Um, it says a restaurant design, uh, we're on site right now in Harrogate, um, Bournemouth and Newcastle. And all those restaurants are significantly different to what we built five years ago. In, in, um, what, in what sense are they different? Well, um, the, the, the um, external signage is much more um, high impact. I mean, we're not, we're not subtle about the brand. It's going to be quite quite powerful in terms of signage in front of the house. Um, inside, it's got more Tokyo feel to it. We're going a bit more urban, a bit more edgy. Um, it'd be comfortable... Um, the belt will be part of, but won't overpower the whole restaurant design. And the important thing for me is we're getting, the, we're getting back to our roots in terms of the kitchen is right back in the centre. And that was being sidelined. And I just absolutely believe that people come to Yo because they want fresh, consistent mm-hmm. food. So there's a bit more theatre aspect back to the kitchen. Um, and then, you know, the, the quality of fit out and everything from music to lighting uh, will make it a bit more of a chameleon. So we could actually um, flex it from daytime to nighttime in those locations. So, but you know, these are these are full units. They are quite expensive, and you have to get them right.
0: And in terms of the behind the scenes, and also in front of the scenes, in terms of marketing, I imagine technology is playing a much bigger role in you being able to deliver both the experience when you're not in the restaurant, i.e., to me as a consumer, and also the way that you manage your business behind the scenes. Is that right, or am I just am I off off the beaten track? Of it? No, no,
1: no. I mean, Yo's never really thought of itself as a restaurant brand. It's always thought itself as a bit of a no, a lifestyle, stroke, fashion, or. You know, rock and roll kind of brand. so we, uh, we have an awful lot of um, followers we've got about 600,000 people on um, uh, our d- database um, who are actively using us and we've got 150,000 on Facebook and about the same number on Twitter um, and we are now with our new brand marketing director um, bringing in a digital marketing manager and I think that you'll see an awful lot more work on that side uh, we'll get more viral and um, more edgy and disruptional um, in the way we actually use technology, and that's in a handheld through loyalty apps, through to um, instant rewards and ways of communicating with our guests in a more meaningful way, because we have very loyal guests, and we kind of want to give them a little bit more than we've done in the last couple of years.
0: And to you, as someone who's not a digital native, and neither am I, but someone who I, I. I- I imagine you, like me, love the, what technology can deliver in terms of benefits in all sorts of ways. Do you just let people get on with it and just go, do you do the whole can I thing? Do you just go, bring me stuff that's going to scare me? Exactly. Is that kind of the
1: mantra? And that's the mantra. I mean, the people who join us are saying, oh, I can't believe it. We're being asked to actually do the stuff that I always wanted to do. And I, and I, I can't tell them how to do it. I just say, look, I've seen this or somebody else is doing this. Can we do this better? Um, we're doing some work in America, which uh, we bring back to the UK, which I think will be ahead of the game. Um, and it's just very exciting seeing these young people you know, create extraordinary kind of um, technology solutions to old age old problems about how to communicate effectively with your, your guests. Mm. Your passion is, um, is totally there. I can see
0: that. And you seem like you're also a man on a mission. Really good luck. I'm sure you'll get to the 100. I, I'm not worried about that. It sounds like you're going to be hitting 150 before you, you know when. The one thing you're going to keep an
1: eye on. As you look over the next few
0: years, what's the one thing that you really have to make sure you don't lose sight of?
1: I need to protect the culture. I need to make sure the people actually live and breathe, yo, understand, you know, where we come from, where we're going. Um, And they get terribly excited, as I do, about um, delivering stuff that's relevant to um, both guests and the teams. And that's the only way we'll survive in a really competitive market. But very exciting times. Robin, thank you for your time again. It's,
0: it's been great. You'll soon be available in film um, form as well uh, on jazzfm.com and, and also on Michigan.com. A nice film featuring uh, the last time we met, actually, and there'll be an update also on uh, the Business Shapers blog where we can see all the, the best bits from this programme as well. Just before I let you go, though, you have a stick or a twist in terms of the choice of music. Uh, I think we, I'm right in saying it was As from Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Is it a stick or is it a twist?
1: i could be a stick
0: because I'm back. <laughs> he's back and here it is thank you so much and here's Stevie Wonder do, 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 do,
2: do, 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 as on the sun the earth knows she's revolving and the rosebuds know the are blooming early may just as hate knows love
1: the cure. you can rest your mind to sure
2: that I'll
0: The mystery of that was "As" from Stevie Wonder, the song choice of my Encore business shaper today, Robin Rowland, the CEO of Yo Sushi. Fantastic to have him back for this, the very first Encore programme. The focus on his purity of execution was extraordinary. It's all about that execution in his restaurants. The focus on constant and never-ending innovation and how he wants to inculcate the whole of his business with that mantra – and the understanding that the most important thing to Robin as he enters the next phase of his journey in the Osushi world is that of retaining the culture of the business. Without that, they are nothing. All brilliant stuff, and I'm really pleased we got him back in again to hear those important things. Do join me again, same time, same place, for another edition of Jazz Shapers. That's next Saturday, 9am here on Jazz FM. Meantime, though, don't go anywhere, because coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers
1: on Jazz FM. In partnership with Rea It's business but it's personal.